0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly,
1: to your favorite sports show. On, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So, thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show.
0: Welcome into Babes on Broad, episode number 25. Quarter of a century, baby. We're getting there. Ben Simmons episode. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, there we go. I am Sam Wilson, and I'm with my co host, Jesse Town, and we are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by BGN Radio and SV Nation. If you would like to follow us on social media, if you don't already, I am at Sam Wills. 18 on Instagram and Twitter, and Jess is at Run This Town with an E13 on Twitter and at Jessica underscore Town with an E on Instagram. And then, if you just want to follow the podcast, the show, see what's happening, get updates, you can follow our show, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Babes on Broad. Easy enough. And then, if you want to rep us, you can go to Design Tree and look at their Babes on Broad merch, and that'd be pretty cool then you can rep us. We also have a new shirt coming out soon. Yeah, we do. Jess has a good idea. So, yeah, I'm excited so that. Yeah. So that
1: hopefully is going to be coming out yeah. within the next couple of days. Okay, so last out. week we
0: started our sango's. Yes. Sorry, I felt like I had a lisp right there. Did you hear it? I did a little bit, it's, but yeah, I I got you clear enough. It's my it's my retainers. I'm sorry, people. I'm just trying to have straight teeth over here, you know, they get me sometimes. It's all right. So we started the sango's, and, and this week we're going to not finish, but we're going to do the middle part, which is kind of a meaty middle, which is we are kind of separating it like this. So, last week we did quarterbacks and running backs. This week we're going to do wide receivers, corners and safeties. Correct? Right? Yes. Yeah. Which is a big one? It is a big one, especially um corners. I feel like that's probably the hardest one.
1: Yeah, I think definitely these two combined are going to be the the biggest talked about and they're going to be the biggest challenge across the board. Yeah,
0: definitely cuz These were the pain points of the last season. Yeah. Well, exactly. They were the biggest weaknesses that we had. And then it stressed me out when I was thinking about it because I was like, okay, like, so if they get rid of this, like, what are their options? And I was, there are literally so many people on the board too in the trade market Mm -hmm. that are also free agents and stuff that you could pick up and all that stuff. So it's just so many people and so many options. And I, it stressed me out because I don't know the right option, honestly, but we'll we'll talk through it. So just, you know, as, as. Uh, everyone
1: kind of knows, but just as kind of the blanket understatement, of the wide receivers, your only free agent is Nelson Aguilar. Deshaun Jackson still Which, has two years left on yeah. his deal. And then um Alshon Jeffrey, I think, has one or i don't remember how many years left but the biggest caveat with alshon is obviously he had a down year then he got hurt there are questions about the locker room situation additionally his entire salary for 2020 is guaranteed because they move money around to make room for some other things so with all of that combined the possibility of moving on from him is going to be extremely difficult unless you want to just eat those 14 million dollars which is you know, you don't necessarily want to do. However, you want to make sure that you've got the best possible options in the, not only in the locker room, but also on the field for both. So that's where that one is kind of set up. And then when it comes to the opposite side of the ball in the backfield, Jalen Mills is a free agent. Ronald Darby is a free agent. Rodney McLeod is a free agent and Malcolm has a club option, but has obviously made it clear he's not returning without a new deal. So, you know, what you've kind of got in those two positions are you've got Greg Ward, you've got Deshaun Jackson, and then you've got... JJ. And JJ Ortega-Whiteside. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course.
0: Who could forget about yeah.
1: him? <laughs> um, and then you've got your Sidney Jones, Avante Maddox, Rasul Douglas, Crave on the block.
0: Yeah. No, never mind, never mind. Sorry, I thought Rasul was one and I was wrong. You're yeah, right. Right. So... That's
1: kind of pretty much where you are there. So let's start with receiver, because that obviously yeah. was, I think, the biggest pain point of the entire season, constantly with an up and down, injuries. Yeah, It, it was just kind of a mess, mm-hmm. um, every which way you look at it. So I, I, I'm I going to ask you a question that I, I assume I know the answer yeah, to. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: this one was pretty easy. Nelson, Na- <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, stay or go? Goodbye! Yeah, I, I Good just... Goodbye. I think it's run its course here. I literally said... Look, all caps in my notes. I hate you. Goodbye. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't I, actually hate him, but goodbye. No, I I do, because here's the thing. I've
1: said multiple, multiple times, he was a huge reason, not only that the Eagles were as successful as they were in 2017, but also he was, of a player that was a physical wide receiver, he led the wide receivers in yards in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, he also led the wide receivers in catches. Now, Corey Clement led the team in receiving yards, but... Nelson Aguilar was the leading wide receiver in the Super Bowl. Um, and he had three back-to-back-to-back catches on that final drive that set up Ertz to score for, I think, two for 18 yards and one for 10 yards. A couple of them were on third or fourth downs, too, that were huge catches. So, you know, he, he was a—we vi- don't win that Super Bowl without Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it, it's a shame that things kind of went the way they did, especially because he was a first-round pick. He it was an absolute baller at USC. Like, he there's no reason that this shouldn't have worked and it's just unfortunate it
0: sucks and it's definitely it's on both parties i mean he definitely had a mental issue i just think he kind of a markel fault situation he doesn't fit here but at the same time we paid him and we paid him well because of that super bowl so i don't feel bad anymore and also you know, the revolving door at wide receiver coach it, yeah, it's been yeah. it's been
1: a, it, it it was just not good any which way so i do like i don't think they should resign him i don't want them to resign him but i do you know I, I hope he finds success elsewhere, mm-hmm. except when he plays against the Eagles. There are some interesting free agents out there. Some of the older ones, you know, there's the A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders, Randall Cobb, Travis Benjamin, uh, Demarius Thomas, are some of the ones who I wouldn't really be interested in because of their age. There's some other ones out there. Um, Devin Funches. Amari Cooper has been talked about That is my—
0: I would love him. And today— Really? I would. All right. Because of the talent. Please. I just think he'd be a perfect match for Carson Wentz. And then today, Adam Shafter we had him on the show, and he kind of got my hopes up. But So basically, it's Players Association. And they're coming out with a new contract sometime within the next couple years, it's talked about. But Adam thinks that it could very, very likely happen this year. Like, within the next, like, month. Adam said, if they don't do a new CBA, each team still gets two franchise tags, which makes it available for the Cowboys to then franchise Dak, which they eventually will do. It'll very much shock me if they don't. So they'll eventually franchise him. And then it would also give them another franchise under the current CBA that they could franchise Cooper, which would most likely who they would franchise because, obviously— If Adam is right and they do come to a new agreement with the CBA, then it will only allow each team to have one franchise tag. Okay. So if that happens, obviously that franchise tag goes to Dak, and then Amari is just too expensive. With their cap, they cannot afford it. So then he will be on the free agent market. So that gets my hopes up because even Adam teased at the end. He was like, so if that happens, what team really needs a wide receiver? And like left. So it's a possibility. I think it's a great match. I mean, he's had what, like attitude problems in the past and stuff. He's had but. some drop problems. Oh, I don't, I'm not worried That's my biggest about that.
1: concern. His first three years in the league, he led the NFL in drops. It's okay. What do you mean that's okay? That's been our biggest problem. That's yeah. my that's my biggest concern with him. Yeah, but and the track record of past Cowboys coming here has not been great.
0: Yeah, I just like it though. That's it. I it's I, my, it's my hey, one. I, I do understand what you're saying in the past. Or in the drops though, but also Alshon Jeffrey was one of the top receivers ever, and then this year was one of the leading receivers in drops. So to me, it's a thing you don't know it's going to happen until it happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's worth it. Interesting. Who's your top? Do you have a top? Um, because like there are a lot of names that are just like, eh. So that's why Amari's kind of the only guy for me that like I saw and I was like, ah. Um. So
1: I would love to see them go after a guy like Robbie Anderson. Um, he's a good option he's one that I would like he's gonna he's gonna be super expensive though I uh, know it, I was, so a lot of it's going to depend on if they can move on from Alshon or not if they mm-hmm. can't move on from Alshon they're gonna have to stick with the draft well
0: that's I've heard for a while now I don't really understand that situation with their like how they move money around but I know that it'll essentially be more expensive to get rid of Alshon than to just keep him so that's why there's a lot of talks of just putting him on the pup list Sure. So they have a roster spot. But they're still
1: not going to be able to, it's not like they can keep him and use that money elsewhere. Like they're still going to have to pay that contract. Basically what they did was they, I I think it was Zach, they reworked Zach Ertz's contract and then they reworked Alshon's contract and gave Alshon's entire salary is guaranteed mm-hmm. for 2020. So if they, cut him they'd still owe him 14 million dollars regardless if they trade him someone else is going to owe him that money and they've freed up that space but if they keep him on the pup list they still have to pay him
0: so yeah but i don't remember how it worked but when adam was with us a while ago because we were talking about it like the towards the end of the season he said somehow that i don't remember how it goes now but essentially it costs more to get rid of him than just to keep him and that's the thing not if they trade him though Okay, trade. It. Yeah. So they
1: can't just cut him. They're not going to just cut him because that would be silly. Like that yeah. would that that would do so many poor things for them. They can't just do that. So if they're if they can't figure out a way to trade Alshon Jeffrey, they're going to have to bring in a honest to God, this is what I would do. If they can't trade Alshon Jeffrey, I would trade up in the draft and make sure you secure one of CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy. Henry Ruggs or T Higgins. Anyway. That would be what I would do, because one of the p- things that I that we keep going back to is that Rob and I talk about this on the Madness a lot. Everyone kind of looked at the Falcons like they were crazy when they traded up for Julio, but because you don't typically trade up for a wide receiver mm-hmm. like that. But Julio was so good, and they knew he was going to be so good in the NFL. These are a couple guys that you know. the Eagles need a wide receiver so badly. And last year was a historic wide receiver draft. And somehow, yeah. of all of the people, Jay, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to turn on J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I'm not going to just write him off yet. He's a rookie, whatever. But it was
0: disappointing. <laughs> but
1: it was extremely disappointing. Yeah. Now, could that have been wide receiver coaching and, and mm-hmm. things in there? Sure. Hopefully. You know, still, you see all of these other rookies – just have absolute, you watch the Super Bowl and you see Debo Samuel Samuel and McCall Hardman out there making plays and you're like, eh, yeah. you see all of these rookies in the playoffs even. DK Metcalf was there as well. There are so many of them that were out there making plays for their teams and it just gets you to wonder. And think about, you know, how on earth they could have yeah. potentially missed in that draft with that was so deep at that position. So I'm just not willing to deal with that again. No, I, I just, need receivers. I
0: agree. They need to go all in on drafting receivers. That is my by far number one thing that you must do.
1: Number one draft, you know, first round draft pick. I want, I want a receiver, and I want that's one a of proven those receivers. A
0: proven receiver.
1: Yep. I want I want run one of those receivers, and there there are a couple other ones in there that I think definitely um, fly under the radar a little bit. Actually, um, Chris Malley of Fourth and John does a really good job with draft scouting and and breaking down some of the film and stuff, and he's a really big college football fan, so he's not just a person that's watching film on them and then doing a write-up like he's watched Mm, these guys all 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 through their college careers so there are a couple guys i'm trying to i I can't remember their names off the top of my head right now but that you know are are maybe later round picks that aren't as talked about but do have a lot of talent and do have some things that they could offer um you know which i wouldn't be upset with one in a later round as well but to be truth be told i want one of the four of those guys and i I agree i agree
0: And I'm I'm not willing to skim. What do we always say, Jess? If you can't get one of the top guys, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, these are four. LSU, yes, go, just get them. Any of them from any receiver from those schools, I I would be content with. I agree. I just and I I say load it it up on the back end of the draft. Any receiver that's from any of those schools, just bring them in. All undrafted, the undrafted, yeah, all the
1: ones you take. I just want receivers. Just, Just bring them in. Um. So, then then the opposite side of the ball. So, main question, first question. Do you give Malcolm a new deal? Yeah,
0: I do. And we've discussed this before. Yeah, I think we've chatted about this a yeah. little bit. Um, he's only – did he just turn 31? I think so. He yeah. just had a birthday, I think. Uh, yeah, that's what I think. So, he's newly 31, so we will be 31 during the season. He was proven he played every snap last year. He's 32? So, he just turned 32. He just turned 32. Okay, so we were close. Yeah, but – So, 32, he just played every game, every snap last year. Again, extra snaps on special teams. Exactly. So, it's just, I don't see him slowing down, knock on wood. And I just think he's worth it. Again, we talked about it before. He has. And also, last year he even wanted, talked about a deal, and he sucked it up. And he was like, you know what, like, I'll play. I'm not going to put my team through this drama. He put the team first. My thing is if you let you know listen, Jason Peters is
1: a Hall of Famer. I love Jason Peters. He's done phenomenal things for this franchise. If you let him continue to come back and throw the money that you've thrown at him and let him kind of dictate how he wants to go out of this league and you let him take his time to decide when and if he wants to retire, all through these injuries, Malcolm, who has not missed a game, yeah, absolutely deserves that right as well. I, I just agree. I, I mean, I just think he deserves that. So what then then for the rest of the secondary, that's a free
0: agent. So, kind of staying on safeties. Rodney McLeod, stay or go? Um, so that's my thing. If we don't keep Jenkins, then I would keep him. Okay. I don't know how it would work with the money in that aspect. So, I would say, I don't know who's on the top, market in front of or on the top of my head.
1: I, so, so my thought process
0: here kind like of. Like, I like McLeod a lot. I do too.
1: I absolutely agree with you. I definitely like
0: Rodney so McLeod. So, I wouldn't get rid of him if I, if they're, if there's somebody else out there that's a better name and is worth it, sure, upgrade if you can throw a couple extra mil. I don't think it's necessary to need to. If that makes sense. Yeah.
1: My, my opinion kind of towards it is, I, I I'm trying to stop being so sentimental, um, which has obviously been one of Howie's biggest problems. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm trying to stop being so sentimental to the guys that helped us win Super Bowls, win the Super Bowl. However, they need to give Malcolm a new deal and I think that they need to let Rodney walk because they need to draft a good young safety to be able to, or, you know, even someone like Russell Douglas or, or something, they haven't done a good job of, Grooming the next safety to take over when Malcolm decides that he's done. Um, and that's something that they should have been doing while having him in house. There are not any, really any names on this free agent list that, that excite me. The, the safeties on this list are essentially all guys finishing their rookie deals. Really no one on here that stands out. That stands out. That stands out to Mm -hmm. me in a way that I'd be willing to toss some money at. So I think they need to kind of focus in and and get one of the, the higher-ranked safeties, maybe with third-round yeah Because I, I still think they need a corner
0: first. But I agree. So that's what makes me nervous about drafting. I agree they need to get one during the draft, but I don't know if they're going to be able to get one that's good enough right away to be thrown in there and is going to replace McLeod, if that makes sense. Yeah, That's what makes me nervous. Understood. So
1: for, so for me, I would want... A guy like Russell Douglas to step into that safety spot because I think as a
0: safety he played. Yeah, and there was talks about that last year well. too. He well didn't he come in when McLeod was out? That was two years ago and he played two, okay, really well. Okay, He played really
1: well, and they also put Avante back there too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if, if they want to kind of groom one of them to be a a safety, I'd be okay with that and be okay with them moving in there and kind of drafting yeah, agree, someone Douglas. that's a yeah. project in that position. But I, I just, there, there's no free agent out there that really excites me. So if they're gonna, if they're gonna give money to someone else, then yeah, bring back McLeod. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no one other than Rodney McLeod on that list that piques
0: my interest. Yeah. The only thing that's concerning, that might make it hard, not concerning, is when you do look at the uh, free agent safety list, they're both like two names at the top of the list. So I don't know if they're both affordable, like if that's doable. With the cap, but we'll see. It's gonna. If it's one or the other, you keep Jenkins, get rid of McLeod, unfortunately. But
1: yeah, I agree with that. So, so then when it comes to corners, you got two here that are free agents: Jalen Mills
0: and Ronald Darby. Let's start with Darby. You're also forgetting Craig James. But isn't he a restricted free
1: agent or an exclusive rights free agent?
0: Yeah, I think he is a ER free agent. All right, so they
1: have his exclusive rights. If that whatever happens, they can keep him if they want him.
0: That's what I'm saying. I though I was whatever, kidding dude. because I was like, <laughs> dude, I don't
1: care what you
0: do with Craig James.
1: <laughs> All right, Ronald Darby, stay or go? Go. I'm with it. Yeah. Jalen Mills, stay or go?
0: Keep him because my thing is, yes, he's not the greatest. But I believe he's the best option to keep out of them. And I think it's a big – he's a team player. He has that energy. He motivates other people. He gets that. And sometimes that's just more important than being perfect every single time, especially when we don't have a corner that's already perfect every time. So I say keep him. Obviously draft a cornerback. Yeah. And I would (laughs) – Maybe even trade for somebody, I, cause we need, we just need a lot of help in that. <laughs> we need bodies. Yeah, there. exactly. That's
1: I think our biggest problem is we need them and we don't have them, and then it's hard, hard to, to. Yeah,
0: cause, cause we do. We I like Cravon Cravon LeBlanc. And I stuff, do too. But Sidney Jones is he even tradable? Like I don't know. Now here's the thing: he came in at the end did. of the season and made literally some like. Game winning plays. But that's my thing. He's proven over these last couple, couple years. He's not an every snap kind of guy. So is he worth when we need help there? If we can't get top guys that are going to play every snap or close to every snap, is he worth taking up the roster spot just to make that one play a game? He's going to be on the roster regardless. I know. Because they're not, they can't cutting him would just be
1: admitting.
0: No, no, damage. I'm not, not, <laughs> you, don't care. you don't cut him. He was first. First round. He was
1: a second rounder, second round. but he
0: was a but a he top was a fir- He was yeah. a
1: first rounder, and then he that tore split. his Achilles. Yeah,
0: so, so cut that. But
1: uh, yeah, so for me, I I would like to see them keep Jalen Mills at a good price. I would like to see them sign someone and draft someone. Now, my dream in free agency would be a guy like Kendall Fuller from Kansas City. He's 25 years old. He just finished his rookie deal. Obviously, he's now it's going to cost a little bit of yeah. money. I'd be willing to throw money at a corner. I'd be willing to throw money at a decent corner.
0: Yeah, I, but what are the is in your mind is like Kansas City won't resign it. No, it's
1: not. But he is. I mean, he can stay there. Yeah. But or or not. I mean, I I don't know.
0: That but would be that would be guy. like that
1: would be okay. w- like the guy that I would. Because
0: in my head, I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. But there's no way Kansas City would let him right go because he yeah. has a dream scenario. Right, right and
1: now. obviously. Byron Jones is another one, but, you know, we just had that conversation about former Cowboys rolling yeah. in here. Um, there are some interesting names on this list for uh, free agent lot. corners, though. And a lot of Ha-ha them are pretty expensive. So, like, Chris Harris is making, he made 12 mil this year. Um, yeah.
0: Logan Ryan but he from made Tennessee the most, is a he?
1: free agent. I would take him, too. Wasn't he,
0: like, on the free oh, yeah. agent list? He's yeah. the top yeah. money-wise, yep. too.
1: yep. Logan Ryan from Tennessee. Uh, he's also making a lot of money and he's 29, but I'd be willing to take him for a couple years. Um, Bradley Roby is 28, but he's also making 10 mil. I would not want to keep to leave.
0: No um,
1: Tremond Williams is 37 and was still like one of the highest ranked corners of the year. Oh, Eli Apple, no thank you. <laughs> um, Daryl Worley. nope tried that once. No thanks. Yeah. Penn charter sucks. He went there too. Daryl Worley. And Mike McGlinchey both went to the I think, Penn yeah, you told me. at that. the same time. I got to watch one of them in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl this year. It was unpleasant. So yeah, I, I would like to to sign one and and draft one. That's kind of how I would how I would look at it. And and again, you you take any corner from a yeah you know, from an LSU exactly uh possibly a Clemson an Ohio State. You give me a corner from there, and I'll be
0: pretty happy. Real quick, it's funny that you don't like the teams in your area like their success because downingtown east was a rival in my high school uh-huh. and kyle laletta played for them and like we hated him obviously because they were a rival and they did beat us our junior year 35 to 34 and they would yell that all the time and whatever but it was our only lost junior year we went to state championship and now obviously we lost state championship too so i guess it was our second loss but anyway i like him now be you know it's cool i'm like yeah he went to school next to me absolutely not nope you hold on to grudges,
1: though Germantown Academy until the day. You don't I die. like people you don't like. That's also true. Yeah, you're strong. Yeah. You're strong, opinionated. I'm like strong my mother in that way, and yeah. that's fine. But I'm also <laughs> it's, it might also be because I still have such a strong attachment to GA and the fact that like my sister still goes there. That's true. That's Joe true. Joe still coaches there, coaches. so I go yeah. to these games all the time, and I'm still adamantly a part of this Germantown Academy Penn Charter rival rivalry. So yeah, no, absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel different, but it's okay. I agree to disagree. agree to disagree. It's fine. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to touch on what's going on with the Sixers, what's going on with the Phillies. You are listening to Babes on Broad on BGN Radio.
0: Welcome back into Babes on Broad. Okay. So now I was going to say flip things over, but we kind of just shift over. It's yeah, not an opposite. A gradual shift. Yeah, just a gradual shift. And we'll take you into the Sixers who – Gave us a little bit of hope last night after. Oh, I loved that. After some dramatic, traumatic events. No kidding. But after. It was a little little traumatic. It
1: was, yeah, it was traumatic in my life. So I, I would agree with that. I don't disagree at all. So basically, what happened was the
0: Sixers can't play on the road. They're 9 and 19 on the road. Which is very scary considering their seating. I understand we're like, what, halfway? Are we halfway? More than halfway? We're more than halfway, yeah. Yeah. So. It, it it concerns me in that like very concerning with our seating. Yeah, we're you know yeah yeah, yeah. especially because
1: we're falling in the seating, which means we're gonna lose home court, and that exactly. obviously is a problem. Exactly, um, That's what I was trying to say, I just couldn't get it out. Yeah, so they went on a four game road trip. They lost to where do they start that road Celtics? trip? Celtics Boston. They started in Boston, yeah. so they lost in Boston, then they lost in Atlanta, then they lost in Miami, and then they went lost in Milwaukee, and it was all just terrible. To be
0: fair, it is a tough road trip, but yeah, you gotta get at it, least but two. They lost pretty poorly yeah. in all of those yeah, they games. W- it was like an average, I think, an average of 31 points or something between the last three games. That's awful. That they lost by. Yikes.
1: So then they came home, beat the Grizzlies... Um, and then Sunday they beat the Bulls. Ben had a triple double. Joel Embiid. So, so, and here's the problem. Uh, Al Horford's been getting booed. Joel Embiid's Mm -hmm. been getting booed. And then he hit a long range dagger three at the end of the Bulls game, shushed the crowd, and told them to shut the F up. Uh, which I thought was hilarious. Some others did not agree. Mm -hmm. Personally, I just thought if you're gonna boo him, you're gonna let let him respond because this is the Joel Embiid that we all know and love, yeah. and this is the Joel you've been
0: asking for and demanding. I was like neutral in the situation. Like I'm, I didn't really care. I thought yeah, it was pretty funny. I understand the athlete way being in your emotions that much. You already got booed, so just being like, ah, yeah, I totally like, I get you. It. You know what I mean? So like, I understand it from that part, but at the same time, like. I'm not, I don't know. Like, I think, yeah, I'm just neutral. Like, I had no feeling. I saw it and I was like, okay. So then that's when things hit the fan. So then that was great. Then Monday night,
1: Joel Embiid tweeted and Instagrammed a picture of him shushing the crowd with the caption that said, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Hashtag the process. Great movie, by the way. Absolutely. Dark Knight. The location of this picture was all love. But then, and so that was all fine. We're mm-hmm. all like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, whatever. Yep. Then Jimmy Butler chimes in and says, I know a place where villains are welcome, which
0: would have been fine, except Joel answered, damn right, my brother. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, my heart kind of, I was like, <gasps> my what? heart fell into like, my Like, Yeah, brain. I was like, wait, what? Like, it made me nervous when I saw that. So everyone panicked. And so me
1: personally, I was sitting here and I was like, y'all deserve this like <laughs> look what you're doing look to him. seriously half of these sixers fans who want to call and call in to radio stations or tweet and call joel a fat slob say how lazy he is first of all you're not in the nba so you're automatically yeah. the fatter and lazier slob second of all to, to constantly and people you know i see people say and like tweet like oh i see people talking about you know the, the idiots that say Joel Embiid's a fat slob or the people who say they should trade Embiid more than I see anything actually about saying that. Well, I would like to offer anyone the opportunity to take a quick look at my mentions because I've muted so many people in the last two weeks you talking about how they them. need to trade Joel Embiid. No, because then I know they're still answering, but I don't see it. And it's a marvelous feeling to have. No, I block them. I have no time. <laughs> so uh, I was just like, you idiots deserve this. So he let it go on for a little bit, which was hilarious, and then tweeted another picture that said, made for this. If I can take it, then you can too. Fill a tough, all love. So then they come out last night. Joelle got booed. He did. Everyone wants to talk about Bleacher Report taking a video and making a narrative, but the tweet that they used was a video taken by Rob Motti, who texted us and was like, guys, Joel did get booed. There were cheers, but there were boos. There were boos. You could hear them from, like, I heard them from my couch. They were there. And then the first offensive series, Joel just bullies his way in, gets a foul on Kawhi, and it goes and gets the M1. He lifts his arms up and pumps up the crowd and smiles from ear to ear, and Joe and I leapt off the couch and started jumping up and down <laughs> and screaming. I was so happy. And then he tried to fight Marcus Mars it was everything I could have asked for. I, I have no complaints. I'm so happy. Triple double from Ben Simmons against no. two of the best Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That's
0: not light work. No, that was the best thing to come out of yesterday's game was seeing Joel and Ben both be dominant together, which. But is, I thought they couldn't do that, Sam. That's what I'm saying. People told me. Shuts the world them down. told me that they couldn't do that. So that's what the most exciting thing is. The only. It's not really a problem I have, but very slight concern is, yes, whatever he needs to do to hype him up, but it's concerning if Joel needs people to hate him in order to be great. You know what I mean? Yes. That's my only concern. Yeah, like, he's great, obviously, like, you want to, he's great for our team, Mm -hmm. but he has the potential to be the great, one of the greatest ever. Yes. Me just looking out for my buddy JoJo, you know what I'm saying? Like, it concerns me that... He has to have hate in order to be something. I really also, but I I think what you know we also have to address in this
1: conversation is the fact that Al Horford was finally moved to the bench. Yes, that I really do think because here's the thing: Ben and Joel work very well on the floor together. Their two man game is very strong. You saw Joel and Embiid out there moving mountains to create lanes mm-hmm. for Ben Simmons. You saw Ben Simmons doing the same thing for Joel and Embiid. You saw them working very well together. And then when the shooters are hitting and you've got guys out there, especially when Joel or Ben is in the lane drawing a double team, someone's open. Mm -hmm. And I just think that without Horford on the floor, I don't, obviously everyone wants it to work, right? I just think that Joel really didn't know where to be on the floor. He didn't know what his role should have been. And I don't think that the role they were putting him in was there to help him thrive. And I think he was very uncomfortable and I think he just didn't really know what to do. Now, that's partly on him, but that's also mainly on Brett Brown. And I think it took too long to make this move. Obviously, you Mm -hmm. you don't want to put a $110 million man on the bench. I get that. But also, when you allow him to come in, play his natural position at a high level, Joel Embiid doesn't have to play 30 minutes a night. You saw that in the fourth quarter, he still had a spring in his step. He was running up and down the floor. He was engaged on defense. Mm -hmm. That's everything you could ask
0: for. The only criticism is, let's see it on the road. I know, man. And it really, it makes no sense why they can't do it on the road. Are the fans really that electrifying in Wells Fargo? That's That place is absolutely
1: unreal when the Sixers are playing well. Because not only that, it's it's the defense that gets into it mm-hmm. as well, and the crowd feeding into that. It keeps them hyped, and it's also like it, once a team is rattled, like you saw Paul George get rattled in the third yeah. quarter, and he was done. He wasn't able to. There was nothing in that arena that was going to help him figure that out. In the Staples Center, it's a little bit different because there aren't all these angry Philadelphia fans screaming at you. Yeah,
0: but it's just hard for me to believe that you can be at that level, have I played agree. in that in front of that many fans, and one place makes it that much different. I, I mean, it, I. It, I mean, I guess like Seattle Seahawks, they have the twelfth man, but
1: it definitely is electrifying in the Wells Fargo Center, but. The drastic level of the difference between the teams at
0: home and on the road,
1: that to me, it's such a huge difference. That's where it's crazy. Like it can't just be the
0: fans. Yeah. They were literally on that road trip losing by 21, 31. Like, yeah, losing bad. And, I mean, truthfully, I I don't know.
1: I don't know. I have no idea. So it was a good way to go into the All-Star break, definitely. Mm -hmm.
0: some Some relief to go in a little bit. I Um, wish we had one more game just so we could see Ben and JoJo pick right back up and, like, kind of start getting in the habit of that. But, I mean, whatever. They come back in a week. They come back in a week and uh, play six of nine on the road.
1: So here we go. Buckle up. I just, I still think that they need to spend all of their time together at All-Star Weekend. Yeah. They they need to, like, just Which they're not going to. No. But they just need to be like, Mm. we got this. I want to see one of them dunk on the other, though. I think that'll be funny. <laughs> I said that to my dad. He was like, no, no, no. That's like the opposite thing you want. I'm like, oh, that'd be
0: pretty funny. Huh? Yeah. yeah like right. if Ben
1: dunks on Joel, I think they might, like, Joel might
0: try to tackle him. Yeah. Like maybe just like, like for fun. What about like pool dunking? Like it could be in the pool. And you there know. you go. There yeah, we go. There you go. And just, then you could tackle just, him. It's just in water. Yeah. Just a little bit like there that. There you go. There's a mutual. Definitely love it. <laughs> All right. So the other team that's about to start. Yeah. The Phillies. The Phils. Yes, I'm very excited. They officially start. I think tomorrow is, like, their official first day. They've mm-hmm. been there for, like, basically all week, pitchers and catchers. And um, so that's exciting. They are out on Chris Bryant, supposedly. That yet sucks. Again, yet again, we see nothing. But I don't know how I, – I told you guys how I felt before. Like, yes, Chris Bryant, Ar- Nolan Arenado, like, they're big names. They're going to make your lineup better, blah, blah, blah. But I know it's, like, number one thing, do not get caught up in prospects. But Alec Bohm, I did not want to lose him because he's big. He's just raw talent like he's young.
1: But so when we talk about not getting caught up in prospects, it's mainly people that
0: just know them as prospects. You've watched this kid play. Yeah, and just rack up against other kids. Like this, in my mind, this kid is already ready for Major League. You know what I mean? So Nice was saying that last year. I saw him literally play against Dion's team. And Dion, who's a catcher, He's trying to like work with the pitcher to strike out this kid was like he was getting everything. Like you literally just can't strike that kid out. And yes, like he was in high A ball. Supposedly they say if you're a good hitter in double A, mm-hmm. then like you're be fine, you're adjust to major league, you're a major it's the same hitting level, yeah, is what they say. So he got moved up and translated it right away to Double A. So, and he's starting this year in Triple, right? Assuming. Yeah, that. assuming. Because
1: he's, I mean, he got an invite to camp.
0: Yeah, yeah. To big he'll, league camp. So. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like assuming, unless like he does really well, there is a possibility he gets pulled up right away. Uh huh. Slight one. He'll most likely start in Triple. A. But
1: yeah, I think I definitely think he'll start in Triple A. But yeah, I, I think there's a chance we see him later this year. Oh yeah, for especially sure. Especially if
0: there's an injury. And especially if they don't get Nolan Arenado, which I don't see. I mean, it's still not ruled out, but I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it. So, um, we'll see what happens with that. I don't think it's something to be too bummed about, but it's just so exciting that baseball is officially back. Joe Girardi spoke to the media yesterday. He sounds I good. I love him. I love that man. I'm so excited. He to see is the what he greatest. Does. Acquisition this off season, which isn't saying much, but he's a which great is acquisition. sad to yeah. say,
1: unfortunately. I mean, I'm very excited he's here. Yeah, but
0: the coach, being your coach, biggest know, off season know,
1: acquisition, or the, the the best thing you did in the yeah. off season when your pitching was as terrible as it was, and know. you know all these things. We'll see. Hopefully, when is their first spring training
0: game? I think it maybe the 22nd.
1: Well, I know I know that they removed half of the like most of the games from being on TV. Yeah,
0: they had like it is the 22nd. Oh, I was right. Um You're a genius. Thank you, thank you. But no, they um, what was it? They had like 16 last year or something. The 17 the year before on NBC Sports Philly, really, and now they're having like 12. Yeah. But my thing with that, I tell people because I have to get it anyway. You just get MLB.com TV, which sucks, but it's like 12.99 a month, and you can watch any of the games and just stream them all, and it's not bad at all. Especially now they have smart TVs, so you just get it on there. It's not bad. It's worth it. If you're really that big a fan, you want to watch spring training games. You know what I'm saying? You want to come over and watch that spring training game? <laughs> probably, yeah. That's, well. Unless Dion's team plays at the same time. When is his schedule coming up? I don't know. I feel like it's probably the same. Do they play like the same time, same days? Well, I don't know. He, he's technically in backup camp. Mm-hmm. He's a catcher. He might get called up for any big league games. I don't know which ones he's up and down for. Gotcha yeah sorry well, fun yeah. you have to let
1: me know because i will definitely I will. try
0: to watch the, yeah. all of them as many as
1: i can at least yeah um okay so we're gonna take another quick break when we come oh, back wait, real
0: quick oh god i forgot just jt real muto goes to arbitration i think friday i think it's valentine's Day. So, That's a hell of a day to go to arbitration. Yeah, or maybe it's next, tomorrow. I don't hey, know. Phillies, show JT Real Muto some love on Valentine's yeah. Day. But there was a positive. JT did come out yesterday, or the day before, and said, yeah. he was like, I know it's not the Phillies doing this to me, it's just, like, the status of, like, how the, the yeah. league it's treats it's the business. Catchers. Yeah. Like, so he's not mad at us, personally. I see him staying anyway. But hopefully they just... Apparently, like, I saw a couple um, articles and things
1: that were saying that, like, they want to get him here for this year, but they, they're they going to start working immediately
0: on an extension for him.
1: Good. Which they, they need better to. do.
0: They Best catcher in baseball. Well, Keep him here well, forever. That's, that's the good thing about Girardi, too, and... We love the man. You know he's going to be the one calling the shots, and Joe and Girardi tough. did come out yesterday and said he truly believes JT is the best catcher in baseball. He won't let him go.
1: Yeah, and I take him as a uh, no BS kind exactly. of guy. I actually believe the words that come out of his mouth, unlike yeah. with Gabe Kapler. So that's good. Um, okay, so now we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to answer. We have a couple questions uh, from our listeners on Twitter, so we're going to talk about those. You are listening to The Babes on Broad on
0: BGN Radio. We are back for the final segment of episode 25, and we have some questions this week. All right, so we kind of answered a few of them already,
1: but just to absolutely dead-on address the questions. So question number one, would it make more sense to keep Malcolm and Rodney for at least another season and start grooming Mills and Douglas to play safety?
0: Um, I don't think that would be my sole purpose to keep them. Like, I wouldn't sign either of them for one year and be like, oh, train this guy that's not your position and already old and plays in another spot. Not old, but. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't necessarily use them for that. J- um, so I think Jalen was a corner in college.
1: Or, I'm sorry. He was, I believe he was a safety in college. Like, if you look him up mm-hmm. on the internet, his, he, like, if you, like, Google him, it comes up as a, he's a safety, which I think is interesting. Like, if you scroll through the free agency list, he was in yeah, on, wait, there as I a safety. Actually,
0: I noticed that because I was looking for him because I was looking at. Positions. And yeah. and you
1: notice that every now and then, like his open field tackling yeah, is, is yeah. much more like a safety as opposed to a guy who's been trained as a corner. I I wouldn't want to move him now. I wouldn't mind them helping Rasul become the like an, another safety. Mm-hmm. We talked about that earlier, but I wouldn't I wouldn't want to switch if they keep Jalen. I wouldn't want to switch with Jalen.
0: And that my thing with that too is also Mills in my eyes is a better corner. I well I think in everybody's eyes he's a better corner. So I would keep him at corner, and if anything, move Douglas before him. Got it. Okay. Next question. Let's say the
1: Eagles only bring in one
0: top tier free agent. Would you rather it be a wide receiver or a corner? That's a good question. It is a good question. It can only if they only bring in one top tier guy. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's an interesting question. It is because in my head right now, what I'm going over is we have Deshaun coming back, JJ, Greg Ward, and like so like we have them. If we get a top guy in the draft, I guess it honestly really depends on who they draft as a safety. Like, who they get in the second round as a safety.
1: I would absolutely rather them draft a receiver, get a top name, and, and sign a corner. Because they're already spending so much money mm-hmm. on receivers, I would rather them not hamstring themselves with another receiver.
0: Okay, money-wise, that makes sense. That that Just to, like, balance it out a little bit. I feel good about that just because... Yeah, exactly. It's more balanced. But at the same time, I'm like, hmm, you could stack up on receivers with Carson who had nobody. That would be nice. And there are a lot of corners on the market. So it doesn't have to be a top-tier guy. You could save money in that aspect. Right. Let's put it this way. I will not be disappointed in them
1: going all in on any receivers or corners. If they're going all in on either of those positions, I'm a happy girl. That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, And I believe, this is the last one, if they go wide receiver in the first round, would you rather hang back at 21 and take someone like Ruggs or make moves to trade up and snag a
0: guy like C.D. Lamb? I would obviously, if there's a move we can make, trade up. We need receivers, so if there's something we can do to make our draft pick higher in that first round and get a better receiver. Yeah. Do that.
1: I'm absolutely down to
0: trade up and get CD. Yeah, exactly. hundred
1: percent. I would be all in on that. I would support that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And that would make me very, very, very happy on draft night. Um, but that was our last question. So that is our episode for today. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about whatever happens in the all-star game, I guess. Yeah. If there's anything exciting there, you never know. Sometimes there is the three point contest. I'm actually pretty excited for there's some cool names in there. It'll be fun. There's, like, a couple guys that have had, like, really good years and are a little bit younger or who you wouldn't expect yeah. to be in the three-point contest. So I'm excited about that. I'm not really excited about the dunk contest because, I It's mean, been it's,
0: lame lately.
1: Yeah, and... Now and, it's
0: just everybody jumping over each other or a car. They don't do anything special anymore. Yeah,
1: and no one in there really excites me. So yeah. it'll be fun. Um, And then to finish our stay-and-goes. Yep, finish the stay-and-go. We'll see... Who else we want to keep and who not we do not want to keep. And then continue talking about the different names in the draft and things like that. But thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Don't forget to find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe. Give a five-star rating, written reviews. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, on the Babes on Broad accounts, as well as on our personals. Don't forget to check out our store. We'll have that new shirt coming out hopefully in the next couple days, and we'll make sure to post about it as well. Thank you again for listening to another episode. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Babes on Broad. B-G-N. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C L A U D E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.
0: More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals.